Welcome to the Man Up Podcast. I'm Winston Wolf. I solve problems. A spiritual oasis for men. We're not pastors, just regular guys. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. So, for the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men, this is Man Up. And welcome everybody to Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men podcast number 249. Hard to believe. And we're glad you're here. And where is here? Here is Sugarland, Texas. So grab globe, spit it around. Borg! I'm not sure where you ended up. Spit it around. Find Texas. Southeast side of Texas is Houston. Southwest side of Houston is Sugarland. And you know, we're not pastors. We're just regular guys, and each of us are on our own spiritual journey. So what we do here is we take your basic adult Bible fellowship or Sunday school lesson. We put a man spin on it. We kind of update it. We apply it to ourselves and the challenges that we meet and try to exceed every day. And that's what we want to share with you. So, uh, and we're on this No Church Answers Tour. So we're glad that you've joined us. And our No Church Answers, which is the 30-minute video show, can be streamed on our Man Up Spiritual Oasis YouTube page. So subscribe, hit the like button, and leave a comment. Uh, and we're also on Preach the Word TV broadcast. And that show is Saturday at uh, 8 a.m. And that's on WYGA in the Atlanta area, if you happen to be there. So um, and of course the Apple pod, the podcasts are available on Apple podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. So please rate our podcast and leave a review. So at this time, I want to go ahead and introduce the panel. He is a former world-class policy writer, but a current professional gambler, uh, producer of the show, Mr. Steve Ditch. Hey, hey Steve. Hey, Steve. And he is a former prosecutor, a current attorney. We call him the judge, kind of the group historian. Uh, and that's the judge, Michael Cropper. Hey, guys. Hey, hey Mike. Uh, and hey. with yet another excused absence, got to check in with Mary, though, is uh, Professor Koshu is out. But my name is Bill Cox, and I'm basically a indie filmmaker, kind of a writer, uh, host of the show, and I work as a contractor so I can pay for my hobbies. So uh, anyway, I want to go ahead and uh, start with uh, Mr. Steve Titch uh, talking about this particular uh, lesson. I'm just going to give a quick intro. This is, uh, we, are, we are into uh, Luke, some of the parables or even analogies that Jesus draws. Uh, the, the author of our study who's got an edition called Jesus Storyteller from GC2 Press uh, in the Connect 360 series. Uh, he has pulled these parables from Luke. Some of them only appear in Luke, but some of them appear elsewhere, but they're all very familiar, which uh, um, you know, maybe makes for, for easier listening than some of the things we've been doing for the past, uh, past few months. So we're going to talk about that famous uh, statement by Jesus, the famous recommendation about building your house on a foundation of rock and how a wise man will do that and that the word of the Lord is the rock on which to build that foundation. Excellent uh, judge. Yes, folks, in podcast 241, we examined the topic of faith versus works. <laughs> and, uh, I think Steve just mentioned that. And they, those were taken from Galatians 2, 15 to 16, 19 to 21, 
in Galatians 3, 3 through 9, and James 2, 14 through 26. Um, Bill was the moderator on that, and Steve Titch and Robert Kochu uh, pro- provided a lively debate centered on teachings from the Apostle Paul and James, the brother of Jesus, who was leading the Christian church at Jerusalem at that time. And the, the debate itself asked if we are saved by faith or do we need to show some good works uh, for Jesus to accept us into his salvation, pardon me, into his kingdom and receive salvation? I believe that we concluded or we decided that faith is, fa- in fact, the key to salvation. Uh, you do not have to do anything to receive the gift of salvation as far as works. You must believe that Jesus is the Messiah. He died for our sins and he rose from the grave. Uh, and then we must repent and turn from our sin and follow Jesus. That second phrase that I just told you, folks, is where uh, we're going to look at some rules today from the Beatitudes. So what do we do after we accept Jesus? In other words, how do we follow Jesus? Is it necessary to follow Jesus' teachings to get into heaven? The teachings are rules which are sometimes soft, sometimes they are hard. Uh, some of his teachings are hard, especially for a man like us, men like us, because they teach the core of ethics and morality. And today's scripture text is very short and sweet. Bill will be reading that in just a moment. Jesus is speaking in the scripture, and he draws an illustration that we as men can comprehend, especially if we are do-it-yourselfers who work on our own houses and repair them. However, the scripture text refers to a much bigger set of guidelines, which Jesus gives the disciples and everyone who listens. And and Steve probably referred to that as the Beatitudes. Uh, This particular illustration diagram falls at the end of the Beatitudes. Bill? Excellent. And uh, with that, I'm going to go ahead and uh, read this, read the scripture, and then Mike will read it from the message. I'm going to go ahead, and this is Luke 6, 46 through 49. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? As for everyone who comes to me and hears my words and puts them into practice, I will show you what they are like. They are like a man building a house who dug down deep and laid the foundation on rock. When a flood came, the torrent struck the house but could not shake it because it was well built. But the one who hears my words and does not put them into practice is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. The moment the torrent struck that house, it collapsed and its destruction was complete. Okay, folks, this is a message. Why are you so polite to me, always saying, yes, sir, and that's right, sir, but you never do a thing I tell you to do? These words I speak to you are not mere additions to your life, homeowner improvements to your standard of living. They are foundation words, words to build your life upon. If you work the words into your life, you are like a smart carpenter who dug deep and laid the foundation of his house on bedrock. When the river burst its banks and crashed against the house, nothing could shake it. It was built to last. But if you just use my words in Bible studies and don't work them into your life, you're like a dumb carpenter who built a house but skipped the foundation. (laughs) When the swollen river came crashing in, it collapsed like a house of cards. It was a total loss. You know, that's interesting that um, 
you know, we talk about this lesson. And, and this is, uh, for you guys out there, this is nothing new. You've probably heard this uh, hundreds of times. Yeah. I want to just kind of go back a little bit further, okay? Because there was a time in my life that I didn't want a house, okay? I was kind of nomadic. I was living kind of like around. Then... You were walking the earth like Cain? Yeah. In Kung Fu? <laughs> in Kung Fu, right. After he killed Abel, of course. <laughs> All right. Oh, no, Cain. Kung Fu Cain. But uh, Kwai Chang. Uh, yes, he wandered the earth, too. Yeah. But, uh, but then when it got to be to where life was serious and I was going to have direction in my life, then I did want to make the right decision of the foundation and stuff. So you talk about the foolishness of it. If you've ever driven through Louisiana, like the, the, the swamp area, I mean, the real swampy area. Right. I-10? Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, that stuff, their, their buildings are built to last a couple of seasons because they know it's coming. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, no reason to put up a massive mansion when you know the winds and the the weather, weather is going to take it out. You know what I'm saying? And so I think, in a way, Jesus' is like a part, marsh is what you're saying, right, Bill? Right. So there's no real uh, right. foundation. For uh, there's no real, I mean, on, ground right. for foundation. But right. I think this is kind of Jesus' part of this is, get serious, my man. You know, you're going down a, a road. Actually, that, that we didn't get into this in in our our Bible study when we did this and you and this is great because this is a, that is a classic no church answer because we're supposed to talk about building our houses on foundation now, now right. I'm not going to this is not a comment on 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 the people of Louisiana it's it's you're absolutely right uh, the conditions there you just can't you, you just build temporarily right. but but let's 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 do a little little shift to the side and say what about people and this, I think, is a, is a question for our times. Who say, to heck with it, nothing lasts. I'm going to go buy principles I can exchange every couple of years. And you know, you and I, we all know people who live like, like this. that. Abs- <laughs> absolutely. Yes. And and, yeah. and that's some, that's something that even isn't addressed. You know, you, 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 the idea the idea is I don't have to worry about a foundation. Here, it's implied in the reading that this is something you want to worry about. You want to build your house so it lasts. Even if it's a small house in in sure. Israel of the time, but yeah, what if, you know? These days you have people who say, "I don't really care. I'm I'm I'll, I'll whatever fad comes along, I'll take and ride out until I have to." But I, the, I, I, the, I just the folly guys? is the folly is building in the swamp <laughs> and expecting it to last. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's the folly of yeah, it. Yeah. And I'm I have a friend his his name rhymes with like uh, but I Mike? saw my, my, a, a different Mike. <laughs> and my anniversary is coming up and he's a great guy and he really likes my wife and I told him how many years it was going to be he goes. Okay, let me add my 3. And, oh, you're just ahead of me. And, you know, and the kind of thing that hit me is like, we're talking about the same thing, but I laid the foundation with my wife. And it's like, he, 
his three he's adding them together his three houses oh. that, that, he, that yeah. he's had uh, you, you know what yeah. i'm saying and i think that's that's a big part of the story that everybody misses because there was a time i mean i was in the navy i was in college i wasn't looking to build a house you know but when there comes that time make that responsible decision absolutely i i the, can, can we come back to it well, yeah but when you start because you you brought up faith versus works and 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 that came out of the question i had regarding what what words of jesus do we put into practice here what is he referring to here and yeah. and to to shamelessly plug um we just got past Easter. We have a great Easter episode out there of No Church Answers, and it is actually on our YouTube page. We always our Easter special. But uh, if you're following Preach the Word, this coming Saturday, we will actually do a video version of that podcast where we have a faith versus work debate. Uh, and oh, it, that's it awesome. Is, it is that available. Was awesome. And as, as this drops, it is also available over on the Preach the Word WorldWideTVNetwork.com website. Look us up under the video on demand page. Got to scroll a bit, but you'll find it. And that has been, it, it should be freshly uploaded. But as I digress to this, but are we talking faith and works or both? When, when th this, this, particular, this particular parable analogy comes after Luke's, Luke's take on the ser Sermon of the Mount. It's a bit shorter than in Matthew. We, it it might have been the same event. It might have been a similar sermon uh, Jesus made it another time. Uh, we also, in Luke, we get the uh, plank in the, you know, don't, don't go after a splinter in, in your neighbor's eye if you've got a plank in your own. The uh, other, um, uh, the blind leading the blind comes in. So here, what, and I'll go back to Mike on this, what words are, are we putting in the words of, again, the meek shall inherit the earth, love your neighbor, all, all the things he goes through in these... Which are uh, the rules? The rules. Very the rules. great or, question. Or is That's it something... Or is it is it what's implied in the whole gospel, the, the whole anchoring of faith to Jesus as Lord? No, I, I, I agree with you. When I was reading the Beatitudes and went through a couple times, which of those rules must you absolutely apply in your life and which ones can you sneak by without <laughs> <applying>? <laughs> and folks the reason I, I, I say that is Steve and I talked just a little bit uh, before before the podcast before Bill arrived and, uh, and, and, and and I was telling him you know it's real hard to turn your face and get slapped uh, you get slapped by someone who d is you did not do anything wrong you were good you were kind, and then somebody comes up and slaps you in the face. And the implication here from Christ's teaching is that you turn the other cheek and, and, and let them hit you on the other side. Or the other thing, if they borrow a, a shirt from you or a cloak, right? You're to go ahead and give them your coat as well. Uh, how much of that is, 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 uh, is, is a black and white rule, right? Steve, Steve is asking that, and, and boy, I don't know. I can tell you it's going to depend how I react at the particular moment they do it because we react at different times in different ways depending on the mood we in, we're in. If we've just had, uh, Bill made a comment, folks, when we arrived, and, and you know we talk about driving on the freeway here in Houston very often, 
and uh, uh, we talk about the 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 nutsos that are out there that'll cut you off uh, when they ha as if they're in an emergency and they're dying, but they don't. In fact, if you follow them down the street and they turn off and get off in the road and they pull off to the side, they might go, be going to McDonald's. They might be going to uh, Wendy's. But but the fact is is how I, I will handle that situation. If I've come out of the church and the Lord has blessed me and I've been in a great mood, I will probably just wave at them very nicely. But I may not wave at them nicely if I'm driving up here and I'm in a hurry and my mind is not focused on serving the Lord. So I'm not answering the question exactly, Steve, but what, I, I think what we've got the Beatitudes here is those, some of those that says, where you love your enemies, pray for the person who treats you bad. Turn the other cheek if they strike you. Give them your coat also. I think, folks, those are virtues. I think those are what you want to seek to do all the time. If you don't do one one time, I don't think you're going to be kept out of heaven. What's the foundation? Is the foundation just these deeds? Or is the foundation something more than that? Remember, he's saying this is on which... This is the consistency on which you build your life. I think oh, it's the oh, how yes. you're supposed to value people, yes. okay, and and how you, how you're supposed to think of them. Because let me tell you something: there's there are some people that I would absolutely go out of my way to make sure that I help. That I would absolutely give the shirt and a coat that I had off my back to them. And yet there's other people, if they ever slapped me in my face, they better be ready for something coming back that they didn't prepare for. You know, that's supposed to do that. I understand. And, but also there's that value relationship. Okay. If I deserved it or it was something like that, not a problem. If it's something uh, malicious, uh, well, Jesus intent, did say, "Don't cast your pearls before swine." Oh, and right. that to me means use wisdom how you return absolutely your treatment to you, and and also I think I came up with the two basics that you're talking about. See, well, I'm going to come back because actually I was hoping okay. we'd somehow get into this organically, yeah. and we kind of did. Right, we had an instance, and and the, and the 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 fallout over the last few weeks has been interesting. Uh, if any, I'm sure everybody knows that Will Smith oh, walked yes, during absolutely. the Academy Awards, walked up right. on stage because he didn't like a joke that Chris Rock, who is a stand-up comedian, right. was working professionally at the absolutely. Time. Um, this yeah. was, he was and and apparently was unhappy with the joke about he made about it that he made it about his wife. But uh, apparently, after laughing at it, he went up and smacked Chris Rock. And at the time, people were saying, oh, well, Chris Rock should have smacked him back. And he, Chris Rock did not. And now it's weeks later, and they're looking back, and they're saying Rock was the class act in that. He no just, question he about just, it. He just shook it off and Kept continued going. with yeah, his yeah. act. He made like one, one, one small remark, but he went right back to what he's doing. Right. And 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 when we talk about was was more was 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 what was sad about that was the tweet that came in from Will Smith's son, where he said, "Dad, that's how we do it." And no way. And and you can see 
you can see that, well, <laughs> you can, we, we've talked about setting examples, but, uh, right. and it's, and, and, you know, and, and yeah. so there we are, there we are. Now, it, it wasn't exactly an instance of turning the other cheek. He didn't, but, right. but he, he didn't retaliate. He just <laughs> let it go. And, 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 and Miller Smith was walking back. So, but there was no need to escalate that. And, uh, and now that's who, that's, so, so there we are. So, and we're going to be right back and escalate this. So <laughs> this is Man Up. We'll be right back. Hey, pastors and church leaders, are you looking to create an exciting program that will attract, engage, and inspire men in your congregation? Book a live Man Up Spiritual Oasis podcast for your next men's ministry event. Called authentic, gritty, and unexpectedly funny, Man Up has been delighting podcast listeners since 2017. We're not pastors, just regular guys willing to talk about scripture and how we can apply it to our personal faith journeys. Man Up is a refreshing alternative to predictable motivational speakers, offering your audience a chance to connect with everyday Christian men who don't settle for routine Sunday school answers. Interested in learning more? Visit man-upspiritualoasis.com or contact Bill Cox at liveshow at manupmedia.org. And now, back to the fellows of Man Up. And welcome back, everybody. This is Man Up, Spiritual Oasis for Men, podcast number 249. Hard to believe, one away from the magic 250. Hard to believe. And we are talking about uh, solid rock or shifting sand. Kind of uh, got on a little bit of a sidetrack. Talking about uh, the slap that uh, Will Smith had with uh, Chris Rock. Um, It's interesting. Denzel Washington told... told, uh, yeah, told Will Smith, yeah. Told Will Smith ahead of time before he received an award. If he received an award, he said, "You know, your weakest time is after you get what a great accolade or something." Steve, yeah. I think yeah. you know yeah. the exact the, word. Yeah, so he warns that the devil Will could will lose. Come for you yes. at your highest point. Yes, yeah. and he did. And it, boy, he he yeah. won the battle, didn't he? Uh, right, right. He, he lost his temper. Yeah, and I think that's the 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 thing about life and part of what. We don't realize when we're reading these uh, parables and we go over these stories. I've heard these stories my whole life, but they mean a lot different things to me than they did when I was in my teens or my 20s or my 30s. And, uh, for example, I, uh, uh, I bought a house right after I was married and we had one child and brought the other one home. And uh, he just stopped back to visit us today. And I remember all the storms and stuff that we went through. A life is not meant to be easy, but it's meant to be fulfilling. And because we've had a fairly solid foundation, which is kind of funny because I have to fix the foundation uh, (laughs) on mine, but... Uh, but it has been a rewarding and a wonderful life. Whereas I can imagine if moving around and uh, never putting roots down and, and looking back at my life, I, I don't think it, I would be as fond of it. You know. Okay, the, the, the two principles I hope Steve is asking about was asked about earlier, folks. There are two solid rules that, that we are to live 
And Jesus said these are the two most important rules you could ever follow. And number one is to love the Lord God with all your mind, soul, and heart. And number two is to love your neighbors yourself. And I think these and the Beatitudes that, Stephen, we've been referring to are, they're, they're much stronger than suggestions. They're guidance and they're instructions, guidelines. right? Guidelines. That's Absolutely. It, that's it, that we should do, and we should practice that into our right. life every day whenever we can. But I don't but, think... Okay, but is it more ahead. than... I, I see, this is where I, I, I don't disagree about putting it into practice, but no. I, is there's the, the foundation is your faith, and, and this is where... This is also where it gets difficult, because it's sometimes I, I, it sounds so cliched or uh you know i the idea is is religion just an opiate uh oh well my house washed away my kids are gone my fortune is gone but i have the lord right. and you know you always see that in and and you know you get sometimes you get it through the media well you know oh mrs jones she's lost everything in in hurricane ike but she says she has her faith and you want to I don't know if they're being halfway mocked in that by um or or but that's what they say and sometimes sometimes it to, to me and I'm going to be in a man man mode here it just sounds so empty oh well gee you've lost everything else but man you can say well I have the lord and I don't know exactly it, you well, know a lot it, of our how statements do you, how do you get how do you get from is, from, that, from that feeling of oh it's just words to real foundation, is it? Are they using uh, hope for Lord or God? You know what I'm saying? Are they making she's a God out of hope? They're they're, they're making a God out of hope. Well, you know, the, she's yeah. not in total despair. You know, could you imagine some announcer saying up here, "Yes, this poor lady right here. She's lost her trailer. <laughs> she lost her car. She lost her bicycle. Even her dog's gone." And God left her too, boy, boy. This is just terrible. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, I mean, in in a way, you you have to at least get the half step up to start going again. And I and I think in situations like that, it well, is kind of like a church answer. If we had the buzzer out, I'd buzz myself. But I can tell you, man, I've done it. I've done it myself because there's sometimes people are just having issues that are above my pay grade. I can't help. You, you know, I mean, <laughs> I'm not sure how you got here, but I, I don't know how to get you out of it. I mean, there's, there's other people, though, that are right in my wheelhouse, and I'm more than happy to help. Well, the, 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 to me, you know. I, I agree with Steve, and, and I don't know if I'm hitting what he's, he's talking about, but I can tell you. Um, I've had people come up to me when I've been in difficult times. They say, have faith. Trust the Lord. That is so shallow. That's right. So shallow. Or you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. Explain to me what you mean. When I was a a new Christian or what started, right? Is that what you mean? I'd like a sandwich, too. Yes. Yes. All those things, folks. That, to me, is shallow. That's why when we come here, we try to put it in words and give give examples that mm-hmm. we face every day. That love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind means when you get up in the morning, you try to, to remember to focus on him 
and say, would this be the best thing to do? Should I read the Bible now? Pray, whatever. You keep your mind focused on him. And then whenever you do have these examples where people cut you off on the road and, and, and uh, other people criticize you behind your back wrongly, uh, you, you say if you confront them, you kind of confront them nicely. You, I want to say with love, but that's a church answer. Right. <laughs> you, you confront them and say, uh, did you know what you just said? Do you realize what you just said? Do you know that offended me? That insulted me. So yes, Steve, absolutely. We 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 repeat Christian phrases all the time that are not realistic to new Christians. Well, I, I mean, what do reason, you mean? The reason is is that we always try. We never give up. And like, I'll do a callback. This friend of mine, Mike. Okay, he hasn't built his house on a firm foundation. He's been married a few times and everything. But he's really trying. And uh, so you've had to repair all three of his houses? No, no. And uh, <laughs> but what I'm saying though is this. He uh, he might be doing pylons. You know. Right, you can, right. You can, you can beam build also. on sand. You can yeah. build on sand, <clears throat> you know. You just have to put some pilings down. It's just a little bit more difficult. It's not impossible. And that's what I think the Lord is kind of, another kind of uh, saying this uh, in this parable as well. You know, of course you don't want to build on sand, but maybe you've already built a couple of times, you know. Go ahead, put some pilings down, build up, you know, make it a firm foundation. That's that's the part of this. There's... Um, yeah, learning. You've got you've got to actually the, the the it's in here in the scripture about digging down. Um, it's as uh, to the bedrock. Yes. Who dug deep, they they are like a man building a house who dug down deep to the to the bedrock. Sometimes you, I mean, to build that foundation, it it it's it it requires some some effort. Work. And what I'm going to say now, we had foundation work done on our home. Uh, uh, some years back, um, and you know, you know, as you're, you're you're involved in contracting, so you know this. The 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 sign of that is our cracks. You'll see maybe cracks in your sure. driveway, uh, cracks mm. here and there. Right. And you don't fix the problem by getting some cement in a trawl and right <laughs> and, and, covered and up, covering yeah, up yeah. the cracks. Right. Um, yeah. That's you've got to you got to you've got to get down if you've got to get down there and and you see here in here in Houston. Almost all new housing is built on Slab. slabs, concrete sl- concrete slabs, and we got <laughs> gumbo. Jesus would get along with that. We got this rather soft clay, so sooner or yeah. later, sooner or later, your 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 foundation's going to yeah. start to yeah, sag man. a bit. To fix that, they have to dig out and put some yeah, as you're saying, pylons up there and prop it up again. But the operative word yeah. is digging down, yeah, um, and digging down, and and that's where the support comes. So. Sometimes, even with the, you have the you know a strong foundation to begin with, you got you got to tend to it also. And yes, that's what we I talk agree. about a lot. Mm-hmm. It's 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 you got to like you talk about faith credits and all. But but when you when you're when it's when it's when there are some cracks in there, uh, it, a church answer is the cement and trawl. Uh, <laughs> deeper. Deeper prayer and study and study is and uh, and, yeah. and meditation and fellowship with other Christians 
uh, and taking that time is the is the digging. You know, the thing about it is we always talk about live the Christian life and what it's going to be like and the and then this particular lesson building the house on the firm foundation but we never focus on why or we never what's the what is the payoff why why should i what's the big deal well let me tell you what the big deal is like this afternoon when my son came home to visit they've he's been moved out for he's a college student now has his job and stuff he's been out for like three months they don't him and his sister they, they don't like to come home very often but they came home, he came home, and he's laying on the couch that he kind of grew up on. And his mother is babying, <laughs> giving him, you know, all sorts of stuff, just like she did when he was growing up. And all those memories of a, a life well-lived ran through me. And, and it connected with my childhood how my mom and dad really wanted to do the best for us kids too. And I just kind of, it's my spoke in the wheel, just kind of passing it down. I never had a Eureka moment as far as faith and everything. I just believed, I believed that my life would be better. And that moment right there that I experienced to me is a payoff is a, a is a taste of the honey that I got from living the life that I've lived and it was just a wonderful moment and I think as you live and you're grateful you'll understand w- w- the why that you do the discipline of your faith because you'll taste it and it'll be share, sweet. Excuse me. Okay, yeah, I want to share a couple of things uh, right quick. The uh, folks, Bill has mentioned this that I look for a new home. I bought a home about eight months ago, ten months ago, and I looked through a number of homes, and I can remember going to one of them that I really liked before the one I bought that I'm in right now, and and I, I really liked it. It was set up nice, nice kitchen, nice living room, bedrooms, everything, and. I immediately put in a bid on the house and option. Option you lose if you don't take the house, right? So I put in the option, and, and I, uh, I, I then called an inspector to come in and look at it. They don't want you to do the inspector before you put an option in. They, don't, they won't let you do that. Uh, so the inspector came in and looked, and I came the next day with him and looked, and he found something I didn't find. He found a hairline crack across the slab by the kitchen, but it was so tiny, you practically had to get on your knees to see it with a flashlight, and it went across the whole half the house and may have gone to the other half because there was carpet in the other rooms. So so what am I getting at? I I thank God for him because I went ahead and I canceled the, the contract on the house. I lost the option money, but the very next day I found the house I'm in now. No cracks, no nothing. Right. In great shape, but but uh, what here I'm I'm getting at, folks. Sometimes you have to have an eye for seeing those things. We have an eye in our life. If you have an area you're special, you're you're uh, particularly knowledge about. Bill is in construction now. Steve was in um, what policy writing for companies. Policy Steve? writing and journalism. Yeah, journalism. Um, 
I was in uh, in in law for 26 years and uh, rock and you, roll. Yes, and rock and roll in <laughs> high school. <laughs> but but the the fact is, there are people and 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 Jesus says here. The author talks about this in the, in the text that we're talking about, where you build your house upon the rock or the sand. The author says these are both appear to be Christians. One of them has built his house or his life on the foundation of the hard, in, in, in Texas it would be the hard clay, if you can dig down deep yeah. enough to find it. But in, in this particular situation, in Israel, there is rock under the soil, and a man who is smart or intelligent and a builder will dig down and place the foundation of the house on the rock. And Jesus... Jesus says there are both times, both types of men, and he and the Father can recognize their heart. And what I'm getting at, folks, when we were talking about the Beatitudes a while ago and the, and the rules by which possibly the foundation is made up of, what you're made of will many times be your attitude. It will be controlled by your attitude, how you do things, how you love your neighbor, how, how you love the Lord your God, because there are plenty of people... Jesus told us there are plenty of people who will call on me and say, Lord, I cast out demons in your name. I, I healed people. I teach you in your name. They will say, Lord, Lord. And he will say, I never knew you. He knows the central foundation of our life, and that's our heart, which you cannot see. Bill? Yes, and we're going to go ahead and take this second break. But before, I'm just going to throw a little uh, hook out there. Uh, because I still want to talk about why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say. Why does that happen? This is Man Up. This is Bill Cox, director of Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men. We're not pastors, just regular guys. Thanking you, our listeners, for making us one of the fastest growing podcasts in the Christian space. We are proud to announce that the regular guys have earned a video slot on Preach the Word TV Network, a Christian video streaming application with more than 50 million downloads worldwide. To finance our video production, we have launched a GoFundMe page to raise funds for our studio space and production team. Our program will be available on Roku, Amazon Fire, and Apple TV. It will also air locally in Atlanta on Saturday mornings on WYGA channel 16.5 to make a tax deductible contribution and learn more details please look us up on gofundme.com under man up spiritual oasis for men or donate directly through paypal at donate at manupmedia.org thank you so much for your support and now back to the fellas of man up and welcome back everybody man up spiritual oasis for men podcast number 249 and we are finishing up, uh, this is from Luke, talking about uh, solid rock or shifting sand, the story about the foundation. But I just wanted to, before we finished up the podcast, talk about why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? And to me, that sounds like people that ask for advice repeatedly and then never take it why and i just want to go ahead and throw it around the room and i just I, and you know people like that 
I don't I'm not one of these free advice givers. So I'm not an unpaid consultant. Okay. And uh so if a person asks me for the advice, I typically would want to dig in a little bit deeper and then give them the options and not necessarily what I would do, but what would be convenient or would work possibly for them. But then if they went like totally 180 from what I had said and then they come back for me for advice again it w I wouldn't be as thorough yeah, that, no, I, I would agree once again cast your pearls before swine do not do that Jesus right. said no you want to find out first if the person's using it for their own benefit or or in, in many cases they could be just exploring your knowledge uh, and then to give you advice, which is another thing that's 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 very irritating. I've had people do that to me. Ask me, you're so you're a Christian. Do you believe this or why do you believe this? Yeah. And then I tell them, How would I do on the quiz? Yes. That's what you, that's what you want to say. How how would I do? Since you're not gonna, I mean, all you you pepper me with these questions. Yeah. Did yeah. I, you know, did I make a C? But but our children are notorious for not always doing what we tell them to do. Oh, well, but, that, but, but they see, don't come to us and well, say, that, but see, that's Dad, different. That's do? your nurturing. You, you, you know, that's, I that's think this is. I think this is yeah. uh, people that are coming up. Lord help me. Uh, what should I do? And no, then that's a very oh, and good then they th get yeah. you, you. They get advice. Oh, you know that's pretty hard. I'm probably not going to do that. Well, we, we saw that in the example of the young man who, right. who, you know, wanted to know the key to eternal life and said, yeah. "Give away your belongings and." Follow me, and he kind of said, "Well, is there anything else?" Yeah, yeah, right. What's B? In a way, I mean, it's 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 interesting the way the way Christians and non-Christians are. You know, we have the Bible's been right in front of us, and I'm not saying it's not difficult, but it's there. And I think that's that's what that's what the the answer they're looking for. Okay, uh, Lord. Yeah, that's all well and good, right. but you know, yeah, you know, what's the express line? Yeah, <laughs> right. What's I, the what's the what's the easy way? Uh, and and uh, and you know, we know we know there are plenty of preachers out there who sell that yes. sell that uh, snake oil yes, yes, uh, yes. of the easy way or of the the way that's you know not in the Bible, but I'll you know and and, this, and it's and, inferred. <laughs> it's inferred. Uh, somewhere in there, it's inferred. Yeah. So, but but yeah. it, so there's that, and and uh, yeah, I think it's some of that of, of of not wanting to hear what he's saying and looking for something else. Uh, but also, you know, to be to be wary of that. There really is uh, every every other philosophy out there. Every other bit of you can go as far as say idolatry, or you can just say trend or fad is going to end up disappointing you. Um, and, and I know, coming it, it, if you're not involved in Christianity, that sounds awfully lame. Oh, well, what do you got? You know, you're, you're, you've got all the answers. I don't know if I have all the answers. I just know what I believe and what I've accepted that I've, I, I'm believing, and it has worked for me. Um, that's the best I can say at this point. Uh, if, you know, if... if if something's falling short in your life and you're asking me for advice, 
I would say turn to the Lord and just see what happens. Well, like you said, Steve, other thing, and again, this for man up, if someone asks you for advice, you try to think back about how you handle it if you face the same situation. Bill, the same thing with your giving advice. And by the way, when you were talking, yes, I know very clear examples where people have asked me how to handle their children. I said, spank them. They didn't like that. They didn't want to spank their children ever. Right. Or, 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 or discipline. That's an opinion. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's yes. an opinion, man. No. But, but that's not... Uh, okay, I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. No, no, no. But no, you no. asked... Yeah, but, 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 uh, but that's... that's that's a little no. Different. Come back to what you were saying again, Bill. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm trying to see <laughs> what were you, um, you were referring to. Uh, what I, I was just giving you crap. <laughs> uh, messing with you about 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 spanking stuff. Okay, yeah, no, so no. I brought that I, up I, because I that not, was I, I was kind of a bothered that that you compared my advice for following Christ to. Spanking. spanking. Well, he said yeah. you're going to get your okay. slab blown yeah. away and your house yeah. blown away if you don't follow. So he said the, the, the torrents are going to come and they're going to knock that house down. So, so I think uh, in life, uh, especially with the audience that we're out that's out there right now, um, we all try to have a spiritual life. And typically, we can handle most things. Most things that we uh, we run into or we have a routine or something that but the times that really throw us for a loop are things that we're not prepared for and and i think you have to take it back to what do you value and value your relationship with christ value the fact that this has been a long wonderful run and don't think that shortcuts are that attractive i i know people that they would never pass up a shortcut and every time they take it they talk to me about how disappointed they are i try and take especially on things that i value i'll take the long way and I'll, like with my degree, I had a chance to get a Bachelor of Arts. I got a Bachelor of Science. I took the math and the science. Just because there's value in it. There's value in persevering and meeting the challenge. And when you do build that house, build it principally. You won't be disappointed. And with that, we're going to go around the room one final time, get some takeaways from the fellas, and uh, start with Michael Cropper. Yeah. Uh, folks, I'm going to refer to the author here. He, he made a few points that I, I think are applicable for us. Again, we're looking at this from men, men's point and how do we deal with, uh, with life? How do we apply the, the parable itself? And the parable, as Steve has mentioned, Bill's mentioned, I've mentioned the parable itself refers to the Beatitudes, a lot of rules, and a lot of uh, suggestions and instructions and guidelines for life. So I'm going to ask you, so how do we apply the parable, the, the, uh, the wise man who built his house on the rock and the foolish man? And that, by the way, we don't use foolish in this particular version of it. I think Matthew used foolish man. Jesus says that the foolish man built his house upon the sand. But anyway, how, do you, how would you describe the foundation of your life? So we're looking at introspection here, folks. Along with me, look at yourself and say, 
how would you describe your life and the foundation of it right now? What did you learn from the last storm you faced, spiritually, emotionally, financially, etc.? And by the way, folks, we didn't really go into that, but we are all going to face a storm. If you believe in the Lord and you serve the Lord, you're going to face a storm. It can be a disappointment. It can be failure, sorrow, tragedy, death, sickness, humiliation. And, uh, and when you show pride, you're going to fall after you show that pride. That's a promise from the Scripture. Anyway, so what did you learn from the last storm you faced, spiritually, emotionally? And Bill made some comments about his friend Mike that has, made, has built several houses. And one of the things I think you want to learn when you go through these storms, you assess what you went through and, and how you could improve the situation. If you need to study more, pray more, talk with counselors, talk with your friends. And then, and then what does total obedience to Christ and his foundations mean to you and the instructions he gave us and the Beatitudes? And then finally, it can happen. People can be going along in a fine, just fine in life until adversity suddenly strikes. And they find that they are knocked off their feet and the foundation crumbles. This just serves to show them something is missing in their lives. Folks, you're wise if you will allow that collapse to motivate you to rebuild your life upon the foundation of the rock of Jesus. And maybe even a stronger and tighter values with praying and reading the, the scripture attending church fellowshipping with your fellows brothers and sisters because absolutely there will be storms so what might have been the worst experience in your life can actually lead you to a new and better life so what we say here folks you can look at it and and i don't know how many times i refer to it but romans eight twenty eight. And we know and believe that all things work together for them that love God and them are called according to his purpose. Whenever you hit storms, you have to, sometimes you may not believe that in your heart, you may not believe that in your mind, but you can say it out loud. And if you say it enough, you may start believing it, that many times the problems you face will turn out for good eventually. Bill? Excellent. Uh, Steve Titch? Well, well, I think you've hit upon the foundation we we were kind of talking about it's not faith is not something you just have along with everything else uh like you know the, the we taught the class well at least you know she's lost uh, everything but has her faith it's it's not something that's in a ledger book it's something yeah. that it's tied to your whole identity and i think that's where the foundation part comes in and it goes it goes back to you know, Romans eight twenty eight. Actually, I'm glad you brought that up because I think yeah, that's yeah. that's exactly what applies here. Um, the passage here in the parable, uh, Jesus, you know, says you know the man built his foundation on rock and then said when a flood came. He did not say if a flood would come, he's ready. He said when, which should signal to anyone that. Bad stuff is going to happen. Bad yeah. stuff comes your way, whether you like it or not. And if you think that all Christians believe, oh, that you know, once we become a Christian, life is like la di da, everything's bad, nothing hap happens to you. That's, that doesn't say anything in the Bible. If you're a Christian, and you believe that you're wrong. Uh, if you're not a Christian, you believe you think that's what Christians think. You're wrong. Uh, but this whole foundation aspect is is really underlies it. 
it's it's a it's who you are not not what you have it's it's where you have steered your life toward and into and who who's who you've allied your life with and who you've submitted your life to which is god and our lord jesus christ it's not something i picked up along the way uh and stuck in a pocketbook for a rainy day or a wallet for a rainy day and i think that's that's a little kind of a nudge a scratch the surface of of, of how i see this it's i and and i and i know i'm not saying it that well well the and run thing real quick steve I think Steve mentioned this, folks. The sand he asked about what it is, uh, folks. The sand, the sand could be basing your life on riches, right, fame, pride, uh, anything, but serving the Lord. And you've based your own strength on it, and you're not on the Bible and what we've been taught and what we know about Jesus Christ. Bill, sorry to interrupt you there. Oh, not a problem. I was just going to say this has been a great discussion. And regardless of uh, how good that house (laughs) is, you can take it from a contractor. They all all need maintenance. And thanks so much for tuning in. This is Man Up, Spiritual Oasis for Men podcast. And uh, make sure that you check out our No Church Answers 30-minute video show. It can be streamed from Man Up, Spiritual Oasis YouTube page. Subscribe. Hit the like button and leave a comment. So on behalf of producer Steve Titch, Michael Cropper, my name is Bill Cox. And if you're unable to attend a church, check out the Sugarland Baptist Church streaming service. It's on Facebook, YouTube, and sugarlandbaptist.org. Starts Sundays at 945. And when you are ready, and you should be ready by now, we encourage each and every one of you to join a local Bible-based church. Why local? So you'll go and participate and find a small group, ABF, Adult Bible Fellowship, or Sunday School class that you can join for discussions like this. And find one that is men only. If there is one, start one. This is Man Up. You've been listening to Man Up. You want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Dedicated to the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flamethrower to this place. You can contact us on Facebook under Man-Up. Post questions, and we'll answer them right here on the Man Up Podcast.